Blog Talk Radio. We're here. Give me the green light. Cause I'm ready to go. Let's have a good time. If you're going to bring back the Las Vegas franchise, it has to be outlaws. They had one of the sweetest looking logos on the helmet. Cause I'm ready to go. Mother of God. Especially when you have a shirtless Rodney Dangerfield. God bless Rodney Dangerfield. Rest in peace. But put on a shirt, man. Don't nobody want to see that. You put that on right now. You'll be headline news on Fox News. One, so is this on? One, is this or is this not the XFL? Yes, it is. Two, do I or do I not currently have a pulse? Yes, I do. Let's play football. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, XF Podcast is back. It's been about maybe two weeks, three weeks, possibly two weeks. Uh... It's been a while. But anyways, I do apologize for our absence over the last couple of weeks. Um, being adults kind of sucks. Uh, getting the flu on a Thursday when we're doing a show or the kind of sucks. Um, but we decided to do one today to catch up on a lot of things. We'll touch up on some XFL news, AAF news, and of course, all the events in the NFL, the NBA, and the NHL, and um, – Crap, we may even talk about the softball World Series that comes up tonight because, of course, I do work for the University of Florida State, or should I say Florida State University, and the girls have made it to the World Series, which I'm proud because I work 99% of their game, so I'm very happy with their accomplishment. But then, anywho, welcome to the show, and I can't do this show without my partner crime, the wrestling movie guy. Hey, it has felt like a long time, but we are back and we're going to be primarily focusing on sports today. No WWE this week, but next week we're going to be getting right back on track. Matt, where to, where to begin? Should we start well, down south? Uh, we can start down south or we can start out west. We can talk about the Alliance finding other cities. As we know, the last time we did an XF podcast, we know that Atlanta and Orlando were official cities. This time around, we know that Memphis is now a city, or it is a city, of course. Memphis is now a team, has a team. Salt Lake City has a team. Phoenix has a team. San Diego has a team. And now Birmingham. I have a feeling that the AAF is going to be located in the southwest and the southeast of the United States, leaving the central part of the country untouched. For an XFL expansion in 2020, meaning cities like San Antonio, Omaha, St. Louis, watch out now. Uh, there could be some connections between the two leagues, but I'm not going to get there yet. But we do know that XF, the XFL has started to make some news. They've been very active on their Twitter the last couple of weeks, which makes me proud. Um, but the AAF has made some moves to cities that are potentially targets for the XFL, but you can see geographically location of the AAF right now. They're concentrating on the southwest and the southeast. There's a lot of the United States that they're not touching. There's one more city to be claimed. And the odds, or not the odds, but the rumors, the, the statements you're hearing is that the next city will be either like San Francisco or San Jose or some team in another California. Just clarifying the two sections for the AAF, which means there's a lot of other cities in the United States that have potentials of being the next location of the XFL. Constantly, you can prove it like to be like the NFL and the AFL back in the day, or the USFL back in the day, or like the NBA was years ago when the NBA and the ABA competed. You had a lot of teams in different parts of the country, and when they merged, they were one big league. So they have to make some moves. They got some, you know, high key players and high key rollers. Um, but I still believe they're building, getting to get into the thing too fast. But it's nice that there's actually some news for football outside the NFL, unless your name is Clay Matthews getting hit by a softball in your face, which put you on the DL for a couple of weeks. But aside <laughs> from that, 
yeah, it's you know the AF is doing what they're doing, but the locations of these teams is very questionable. You're not spreading out; they're too crammed. Um, but it does reduce on travel. I do think that's the main point. But if you're trying to survive, you can't just be in two locations. You have to reach out to other cities. So, what do you think about this uh, situation of the geographical locations of all these uh, AF teams? I wonder if they're scared to go into the East because, like we were talking before, New York, that's Vince's baby. That's his wife. That's his true wife right there. He loves everything about New York. That's where everything got started. Uh, they, they haven't put a team in Connecticut or anything. They haven't put a team in New York or Baltimore or even Virginia. They haven't done any of that. They seem to be, like you said, going after San Diego, Atlanta, Orlando, Memphis, Salt Lake City, and Phoenix. Uh, how many teams did they say were going to be in this? Was it going to be eight or ten? Eight. Eight? Okay, so there's a couple of spots left. But I find it very curious that they have not really gone after the East Coast. Why wouldn't they? But like you were saying, travel, that's a pretty good reason, especially if this is going to be a minor league. Maybe they don't feel that they need to overstretch themselves. Well, yeah, of course, but you're putting millions of millions of potential fans out of the reach of these teams. Yes, California has a massive population. Yes, Atlanta has a massive population. Orlando, massive population. Yeah, you got big populated areas where you have have these teams, and last time I checked for survival of a sports league, you must have fans. If you're going to ignore cities like Chicago, Detroit, Indianapolis, New York, Boston – Seattle, Portland, St. Louis, major cities in the United States that have populations in a couple millions, yes, you're avoiding that income, you're avoiding that chance to have that you know, popularity in the growth of the league. It almost comes to a question where they're take, they'd rather take the hit and have leagues in the south where they know the weather of these games will you know, be a factor. They may not have a lot of games that are going to be snowed out or you know, bone chilling temperatures. But it opened up a chance for the XFL, in my opinion, to capture cities like New York, Boston, uh, St. Louis, Omaha, Portland, Seattle, um, you know, San Antonio, and even some other teams in the state of Florida. Like, crap, you could put a team in, you know, Tallahassee or Gainesville um, that have major major city, not major cities, major you know stadiums that can hold a crowd. Um, but as of right now, the location of these teams just screams to me of travel costs into these teams. Just also, it comes to me that this league doesn't have a lot of money for long-distance travel. That When the first XFL happened, you had spread out teams. You had New York, you had L.A., you had San Francisco, you had Orlando, you had Chicago, you had Memphis. You had a spread around the nation. Now you're just strategically locating teams in the southwest corner of the country and the southeast corner of the country, and you're going to leave about a thousand mile distance between the closest two teams. Yeah, uh, good luck. Uh, uh, the, the arena football tried that in the fail. Four teams located within 500 miles. So you need some teams in the middle to connect, and so far it doesn't. But their narrative above getting some old NFL washups. In management positions, and I'm not talking about players like Michael Vick and Heinz Ward and Troy Palomalu. Those guys are not washed up. Those guys earned their respect. I see where they're getting, they're re- but they're retired too. <laughs> they're, re- they're they're retired, and some of them may actually get into the Hall of Fame. So they're not washed up. They're you know they earned their respect. But like guys like Bill Polian and a, well, who's the guy that got for uh, Salt Lake City? He has like a his professional record is like. He has like a 300 winning percentage in, in the oh, NFL. And it's, uh, Dennis Erickson's the coach in uh, Salt Lake, but he was never, ever a good coach in the NFL. No. So, oh, we got Dennis Erickson. Oh, that's nice. Why don't you just get Jerry Salone back from the Utah Jazz coach football? Go ahead. Do that. Anyways, <laughs> but that's the news right now for the AAF. And, yes, they're expanding, and the season starts for them in about eight months. So, you're going to see that start revving up a little bit and, you know, you're going to have conversations about what stadiums are going to use or where they're going to go, and where they're going to be located. Uh, that's going to be all in the works. It's something like I like to say deja vu. I've seen this before. Um, 
because you can even look at some of the arena football teams like the Washington Valor, the uh, Cleveland Gladiators, and the, the Jacksonville Sharks uh, back in the day. Uh, it took them two years before they actually put a team on the field. Um, that's just for a team. You're talking about a complete relaunch or a launch of a league in under, um, under, 12, under, under 12 months or under a year. It's happened before, and it fell miserably. But the location of these teams makes it interesting to see the reason why these teams are located. Is it uh, or, um, Herbisol? Not Herbisol. Help me out. Oh, help Dick me out, NBC Ebersol. guy. Dick, Ebersol. Yeah, Dick it makes me wonder if these teams are located in the area in which he, the AF's like, Vince, we're going to take these areas. The XFL takes their areas. And in 2022 or 2021, we may actually have an ultimate big league where you have the XFL conference and the AAF conference or have somewhere a lot of fans I've seen on a lot of the XFL Ooh. Twitter and Facebook about uh, pro uh, relegation and, uh, and, you know, promotion relegation in football that, you know, it's very popular in Europe. And there's some great ideas, but I like the, the AAF and the XFL having two separate com- conferences under one minor league umbrella or one, you know, league. Uh, I see that possible because there's so much, you can connect so many things with AAF to the XFL and Vince McMahon. I just have a feeling that the AAF, it could be either the XFL in disguise or it is just a startup minor league or based on the team's locations, you're giving up a lot of the United States up for the XFL to expand. So they're trying not to have anything conflicts or battling against each other. But then again, XFL can say, screw you, we're putting the team in Orlando no matter what. But then, then that theory goes out the window. But I did like the one – I forgot who wrote it. I like the, what the one fan said about the XFL and AF being separate conferences, two eighteen, yes. two eighteen conferences with an actual AF versus XFL championship game, like Survivor exactly, Series. That's exactly what I was going to say. That is The Reds brand versus the blue brand. That's what the Super Bowl was, you know, 10 years after the, AA, the AFL was around. They, they, they were starting to merge, but they were having their own championships, and they came together for the Super Bowl one, two, and three. And after three, then it became completely official uh, that they came together, and that was a wrap. Uh, but that's something that they could do. But instead of forcing a merger for an AFXFL, like I think that they should keep them separate and have, you know, a championship match at the end. Like that would be brilliant. Uh, that'd be kind of like, uh, you know, like the U S open cup or something, yeah. you know, where yeah. all the and- MLS teams play against the lower ranked, you know, uh, indoor league or whatever, you know, other squads, <laughs> no disrespect yeah. to those teams. I don't really know them because they're so low down the bar when it comes to, yeah. you know, soccer, but that would be of awesome. Course. That's what I want. Be, and this is what you do. You have both leagues have eight teams. Both leagues play the same amount of games with each other. The top four teams in each league make the playoffs. The East, the XFL playoff first round, the, uh, the, the, the AF first round. And you have the conference championship games, like what they do in the NFL. And then you have like the, uh, you got the Alliance, the extreme Alliance bowl. Okay. Championship. Yeah. There you go. The extreme Alliance bowl. And you play it at a neutral site. Maybe at one year, you have it at an XFL city and the next year have it at an AF city and you both rotate. I think it'd be like a very good red versus blue brand. Like we see on SmackDown versus raw. And it does. And it be and I look at it this way. It's a perfect, perfect situation where the fans who are anti uh, anti Vince McMahon, thinking that Vince McMahon is you know powered and you know supported by Donald Trump, you know those egotistic people that think that they can support an AAF team while the XFL still has their XFL team that they can chill and you know get a team back in LA. So the, the you know the seventeen the seventeen year defending and reigning XFL champions can finally go. We can finally defend our damn title. Yes. Uh, <laughs> um, and have Tommy them. Maddox, uh, oh, man. You're coaching baseball now? Damn. How the hell are we going to get you involved? <laughs> uh, it's happened before. A lot of people have crossed over. Uh, but having the two separate leagues, have a separate, the, the ulti- like a championship game, I see that as a something where I was, you know, of course, you get ideas from other people from, you know, the Twitterverse and the, you know, Facebook and whatever. And the guy brought this up, this idea 
and, and, and he's like, once the XFL comes in charge, so they do not compete against each other. It's a system that they won't compete against each other. No one's going after the AAF to cheer for them. No one's going after the XFL. They're both separate entities. They just play for the ultimate championship at the end of the year to see who hosts the, you know, the, the, alliance, the Extreme Alliance Bowl, whatever it is. So you get those two fan bases that love Vince McMahon, love the WWE, that can cheer for the XFL teams, and you can have the fan bases that are anti-WWE, anti-Vince McMahon, cheer for an AAF team, but you'll get that ultimate chance to play in the game of David versus Goliath, dark side versus the light side, uh, Trump versus Hillary, Vince McMahon versus uh, Shane McMahon, whatever, whatever type of you know theoretical political BS that most of these fans relate to sports these days. Um, I think it would be an awesome idea. Just think of it. Just like, oh, this would be pretty cool because you'll most likely have a bunch of northern teams versus a bunch of southern teams. So you'll have that type of situation. And I think you can get more publicity of saying that professional sports don't have to be under one singularity of the NFL or one singularity of a one banner, but actually have separate leagues like they do in what you said in the U.S. Open Cup and what they do in England with the Euro Cup and the Champions League. Uh, you don't have to play against other teams that are in your same country because they're in a different division, but you still have a chance to face them in a tournament-style format. And I think that would be good for football, and I think it would be great for the XFL and the AAF if they don't compete with each other but actually have a joint you know, agreement that – our champion versus your champion to see who is the real champion of spring. And so that's my opinion. I think that could work. And that's where Charlie Ebersol comes in. He is running the entire league and he's great friends with Vince. And there's, I, I find it very difficult to believe that they would have a hard time negotiating that the NFL might have something to say about it, but they gave Charlie Ebersol total control. So he knows what's best for business. And this is just, it's win-win for Vince. Uh, regardless of whether or not, you know, people hate him, if they're willing to come out and hate against him and pay their hard-earned cash for tickets to those games, it's win-win for him. Correct. This is, a, this is a great idea, and this, this could be the conspiracy that we've been thinking of this entire time. may not be that one league is really the other under disguise, but they'll come up with a way to bring something new to football that hasn't been seen in decades. I mean, when you really think, sit there and think about it, how you know when was football last really truly updated? You know, after the Super Bowl, well, that was the '60s. You know, aerial assaults are are going on. You know, throwing the ball, the Mel Blunt rule, all of that. Yeah, that's all good and all. The, the game is going to constantly change with rules, but an actual, real competition between two leagues again would be a breath of fresh air, and without them actually merging. If you can actually make that work in balance, huh, dude, not only are you adding more ratings and more revenue for football, you're adding more eyes on the product and you're giving more opportunities for more football players to keep playing because, uh, you know, people, you hear about CTE and whatnot, uh, a lot less kids are playing football now. But if there's more opportunities for them to play professionally on the big stage, People are going to want to strive for that, and that's going to create more interest in football. They may be bleeding ratings right now, but if this works, this, this could very well revolutionize American football. Well, it would be a great idea, but you brought up a good point about CT and, the, and, the, and the, the statistics of kids not playing football anymore, uh, or not as many are. Um, but, here's a st- but here's one stat that I've, everyone you know, gets wrong. Yes, there are fewer kids not playing football anymore. Usually, 90% of those kids who are not signing up to play football anymore are usually not going to make the team anyways. That's a stunning stat right there. Um, that doesn't surprise even me. The, it's, it's the people who you – have, you have a couple type of football players. You got – you know, you got the kid who thinks he's a you know badass, wants to become a football player because he wants to get the girl. You have the guy who wants to you know the football get, be a football player, just prove that he can play, even though he will never get on the field. And then you got you know the you know the stud athlete. You have the future superstar. Uh, you have so many different type of varieties of players. But you, the people who I think, and some stats have proved this, that the ones who are not playing football are the ones uh, the ones that are not signed up for football anymore are the ones who never even get a chance to even get on the field or play 
because they're not as good as their uh, teammate or they're not as fast, they're not as athletic, they're not as big. Uh, there's so many other criteria. But, yes, football is a very violent sport. And, damn it, that's why Americans love um, football. And as a football fan myself, I'm counting down the weeks. We are currently 15 weeks away from the kickoff of college football. And we're 16 weeks away from the kickoff of the NFL. Yeah, you can say 12 weeks if you want to agree with the Hall of Fame game. What, you're going to watch it for two series? Okay, good job. Um, all the hyper, hey, the quarterback handed off four times, and he's on the bench. Okay, that's nice. Yay. Uh, but besides from that, let's, you know, we already know what AF's doing. And, you know, we touch up on a little conspiracy theory that we've been building on for the last, I don't know, since um, we started in February of this podcast. Um, one thing that we can just get into is that the XFL has been very active on their Twitter, meaning that they're asking for applicants. So, as XF Podcast and my co-host here, I'm going to do something intriguing. Uh, we're going to put a Twitter poll up, and hopefully you guys listen. If you listen on X, uh, X, I almost said Xtunes, uh, iTunes. <laughs> Or your any podcast provider, I want to say thank you for downloading the shows. I know we've been gone for two weeks. We've lost three followers on Twitter. It happens when you're inactive. It happens when we be adults and we got to do something, so I apologize. But the XFL is looking for applicants to apply for jobs to be part of the XFL. So seeing that the XFL wants applicants in any position with any type of you know experience. We do have experience doing something right now, and that is uh, – Doing podcasts. So, seeing that the XFL is looking to do job applications, what do you think about XF Podcast applying for the XFL to be the official podcast? So, I'm going to put that Twitter question up, and the answers are pretty much two answers yes, and number the question, the answer number two would be sorry, no, it's not an answer. So, pretty much yes, <laughs> sorry, no, it's not an answer. We don't know how um, but, to lose. <laughs> so, so when people said, why is Extreme Football Productions not part of XFL? So, well, we didn't get hired, but damn it, no, we're not taking no for an answer. We're still going out there to prove it. Um, what do you think about the XFL reaching out to, in the Twitterverse, to find people to be a part of the new league? Why not? It's free advertising at the moment. We've been talking about them since the beginning. I think they'd really have nothing to lose. I think there's a couple of things that we could do for production value, but other than that, man, I'd see no reason why we shouldn't at least throw our hat in there. Why not? It's it's like the ninth hole hitter for a baseball team. Yeah, don't throw him a fastball. Usually he'll strike out, but maybe he'll do a walk-off and destroy your dreams like my Florida State Seminoles did in their regional this week. Uh, they let a nine-hole hitter hit a walk-off home run to lose and get eliminated from the college playoffs. Uh, but eh, that's a dagger. That's what sports, whatever. But that Twitter question is up on our official Extreme Football Productions or XF podcast on Twitter. So go follow us. Yes, and sorry, we we do not take no for answer. So we can go into other subjects, but we do have a – moment that I want to uh, express. So this is a I know this is usually not it's supposed to be a joint, you know, you know wrestling movie guys my partner here. I'm going to do a like We are? Something. Yeah, we are. We're, we're not well, well, yeah. uh, maybe. Yeah. I was completely misled this whole time. I thought it was my yeah. show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you have Just Bring It Radio Talk, which has been getting a lot more ratings than the XF podcast because we haven't been doing a lot of XF podcasts. Um, but Besides from that, <laughs> I'm going to do a segment in every XF podcast that I'm going to call the J-Dash Rant of the Week. And I'll do it like a little bit of a you know segment where I have you know, neat sounds like our boy right here with his uh, – crap, rest, uh, you do the uh, – I totally forgot what segment. Take. Extreme hot takes. I'll do the J-Dash Rant of the Week. And this one is going to be pretty much quick and easy. Um, over the last couple of hour days, or let's say the last two days, um, I've witnessed a sporting team that I've, you know, worked for for the last three years, finally get to the pinnacle of their, the pinnacle of their position 
in their league. I'm talking about the Florida State Seminole softball team. They're playing for the uh, softball World Series tonight and tomorrow night. Game one of the best of three series begins tonight. Um, I posted on my Facebook the other day. I'm so proud of these ladies. They, they're making FSU proud. I've watched them all year. And I had three people, a couple of people, uh, you know, people that I know personally and other people I don't know. It's like a uh, typical Florida State fan have to go to women to uh, talk, brag, uh, to, to, you know, brag about their teams. So I know uh, most of you out there have heard my rants on the WWE in Saudi Arabia about women uh, athletes and women performance. You know how I feel about it. I don't give a – excuse my language. I don't give a fuck if you're a man or a woman. If you're out there kicking ass and you're a part of a university or a team I cheer for, I'm going to support you no matter what. I don't care if you're a man or a woman. And I went out there and posted a, like a very aggressive uh, – let me find it on Facebook right here. It's going to be very simple, very quick. I know people are like, oh, God, James is on this little rant and doesn't even have the shit on the um, on the uh, computer. So, well, that's the thing. That is My God, what kind of racket are we running here? Yes. So this is what I'm saying. This is the exact post I posted. I said, saying that Florida State fans need to drop to softball to brag about their school be, is an understatement. When your university cl- – this is me calling out the rival university and these fans – as if when your university claims to be the best in every sport by statement, at least we win national titles, it's kind of misleading. But then again, you abandon your abandon ship on your favorite teams when your teams go down the hole fast, correction, when they start losing. But when your rival team, thus in this case, Florida State University, makes it to the championship game, the first thing you do is call out, it's the women. It's a women's sport. No one cares. But – you know dang well, if your women's teams were in the championship series, you'll be as harsh on your opponent and other fan bases and your rivals saying that your women are in the national championship. So stop. I'd say this to the fans out there that are university supporters of, you know, University of Florida, Miami, Virginia Tech, USC, UCLA, whatever, and you support your university, you know, for football and all their sports. And you support your sports, like women's sports, you know, soccer, softball, uh, field hockey, hockey, hockey. uh, 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 golf, whatever, tennis, you know, volleyball, beach volleyball. And your team does well, and you praise them while your team's there. But when your arch rival is there, the first arch rival or another team that you despise, and the first women, and the first thing you say is, it's a women's sport, and you're a man. You should know football does all the talking. How sexist does that make you and your university um, be? Just saying. Stop being double standard. I'm saying this. The women in the WWE, the women in modern day, WNBA, women's softball, women's soccer, crap, women's soccer in the United States is the only soccer professional team that actually wins a world championship, unless it's – take that back. Women's basketball does the same thing in the Olympics. Uh, but women's soccer dominates and wins World Cups all the time. Why it, it cannot? I can't cheer on the women's team because they won the World Cup. No, it's because I'm a man and I'm a sexist. Whatever. I just like my rant's pretty simple. If you are supporting the team, if it's you're supporting your university, or you're a WNBA fan, or you're MLS fan, or you're a WMLS fan, and you post up on Facebook saying that you're proud of your team, and the first, you know, our tribal or some other insignificant bystander insults you because it's a women's sport. You can look at those individuals and say, you're behind the times. You need to get out of your sexist mind and get ready. Cause women are very popular. Now women are kicking ass. Thank the women's soccer teams. Thank the women's uh, Olympic team and basketball. Think of the WNBA. Think of women's softball sports are growing. Women's sports are growing. Yes, they're not as fast, not as popular as men's sports yet, but they're eventually getting there. So when you post something on Facebook, when you post something on Twitter, if you post something anything, and someone says, oh, you're just bragging because your other teams suck because, oh, now you're going to your women's sport, what's the difference? It's a sport. Who cares if they're a woman? They're out there busting their ass playing the sport they love, and you go attack other fans and other supporters saying it's just a women's sport. Women have the damn right to go out there and compete for a game that they love, a team that they support, a team that they play for, to win a championship in their sport, in the highest level of their sport. And men can't – men, 
cannot say congratulations because it's a symbol of sexism? Okay. So if your team does it next time, I'm not calling I'm not calling out certain people. I'm just calling out most of the University of Florida fans. Uh, yes, that's a call out by J Dash and the Rant of the Week. Um be respectful. Yes, your arch rival is playing for a championship, and don't insult your arch rival because it's a women's sport. But you know damn well your team, when if they were there, which they were there last year and two years ago, which they won two years ago, you blasted everything about how proud you are of your women and how Florida, University of Florida is dominant in sports, and we have national titles. But when your rival's there, it's an insult because they're women. Stop contradicting yourself. I'm saying out there to even the people that are professionals. Women or men, no matter what. I know there's rivalries. I know there's hatred. But please, don't make it sexist because your team didn't get there. Or your team's currently at home watching the game on pop, in, watching the game while chewing on popcorn. Don't insult them because they're women. Appreciate it because they have gone a long way. Women's sports in the last 20-some-odd years has gone a long way. Look at the women in WWE, for instance. 15 years ago, WWE women was a time saver. Now they're headliners. It may not be this year, may not be next year, may not be 10 years from now, but eventually women's sports will be headliners on national TV. And tonight, starting on starting at 8 o'clock tonight at ESPN, the women of the college softball World Series will compete for the national title. Give them the respect. Even you hate them, hate them because they're the Huskies, or hate them because of the Seminoles, but do not degrade and dismantle an individual or a woman who's been in there who put their asses on the line for the last, I don't know, six months to get to this point and insult them because you're a woman and softball doesn't mean anything. Show some respect to these girls, no matter what sport they play in. Because you, because you know why? If you were a girl, I guarantee you would be. If you guarantee you, you want to be there if you were a softball player, or if you're a guy, you guarantee you wish, you prayed that you were the pitcher at the World Series or Tom Brady in the Super Bowl. Stop insulting athletes because of their gender and start appreciating what type of competition and what they do out in the field. Stop insulting their fans or their supporters because of it. Stop being sexist towards them. Enjoy the sport. That's what I'm trying to say. Don't insult other fan bases because it's a fan sport or it's a women's sport. Appreciate it that your university is there. Appreciate that these women are there. It's an accomplishment. It's an achievement. Don't insult them because they're a woman. Where are we going? We're just going back in time. We're moving forward in time in sports. Women's sports is competitive. Women's sports is exciting to watch. Yes, it's college softball. It's not going to compete with the NFL anytime soon. But don't disregard them as trash. They're athletes. They're going to be future parents. They're going to be future Hall of Famers, given the due time. J-Dash, reign of the week, has completed. Woo! Damn. Come with a straight fire. I liked it. That's pretty yeah. damn good, dude. <laughs> I like that it's a lot. Proven out, it's, proven, it's proven the facts. I've seen it all on Twitter, all on Facebook over the last couple of days, just not from my art rival university, but from a lot of other fans from other around the universities insulting these women like, Oh, why is women like? There's a tweet I saw it the other all day. The time. I see a tweet the other day. Yeah, I see a tweet the other day. It's like ESPN could be showing a baseball game besides this women college World Series trash. I'm like, really, Oof. dude? I'm like, uh, there are like 19 different ESPN channels. I guarantee you can find, you know, uh, Billy Joe and then the Everglades fishing for bass. I rather watch MLB softball network. than. Oh yeah, well, I love the MLB Network. They have a lot of good things, but. Anyways, that's going to be a taste of Rants of the Week once this show gets back on its regular schedule. Sorry about the delay, by the way. But the last couple of days, the last couple of weeks, I've seen these tweets about women athletes from the WWE to softball to WNBA and soccer. I'm just getting sick and tired when a team of no matter what proportion gets to the pinnacle of their sport. And the first thing you see by money, a lot of fans is the degradation of them because they're women. I freaking can't stand it. And if you listen to the Saudi Arabia, just bring a radio talk when I had that rant then. I'm still behind that rant then. So, yep. So, you know how it is for me. I blame the parents. (laughs) Okay, that's a curveball right there. (laughs) But Uh, anyway. it's, It's a remnant of high school. Before we move on to what's going on in the NBA and NHL and everything, uh, yeah, I, I personally I, th- I think that's a remnant of, of high school because it's like you know, 
uh, Friday night lights and everything. But then when it came to girls volleyball or soccer or whatever, like at least in my school, nobody really paid as much attention. You know, nobody seemed to get as much respect, but that is changing. All that is definitely changing. Everything you were saying was right on point. You know, like uh, in the U.S., women rule the soccer field. Like we have perhaps the best team in the world. Uh, WWE is doing great with, you know, everybody from Charlotte to Asuka, Natalia. Everybody is doing fantastic. There, there, there needs to be more opportunities for female sports. Like that, like that one dummy that you were talking about. Uh, it's like, well, you could be playing a baseball game right now instead of this softball. Well, you got to give it a chance. Those those games do get ratings. There are people that really care about that. There is an audience for it. Doesn't have to be the same sports all the time. Yeah. And you know what usually around. the audience is? You know what the, usually the audience is for college softball? Young girls. Young girls who yeah. are entering the sport. They want to see rivals. Because when they look at college softball, that's like the NFL to you know high school football players. That's college softball for a softball little girl. That's the pinnacle. Get to college baseball, college softball, because there's nothing higher than that. Well, there is a professional league, but it's so small it hasn't been grown yet. But beyond ESPN and prime time, that's 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 the pinnacle. That's like women's basketball. You want to be in the Final Four. That's men's basketball. You want to be on CBS at eight o'clock on Monday night playing for the championship. That's what you look up to. And when they say you could be playing baseball, besides this, think of the girls. Think of the kids who want to get into softball who are like nine, eight years old. This is their chance for them to, you know, fall in love with a game that keeps the game alive 15 to 20 years from now. Yeah, baseball is there. There's been MLB Network. There's a lot of multiple networks. You can find it. It, it, You know, A-Rod's very good at analyzing baseball games. I know. I get it. Um, But, you know, give other sports a chance. The problem with a lot of minor league sports like arena football and, you know, indoor soccer. The reason why they die off so quickly is because no one gives them a chance. Give college sports of any type of sport it is. It is soccer, field hockey, hockey, uh, beach volleyball, whatever. Give them a chance because those athletes are pulling everything out on there. But for people to de- degrade them because they're a woman makes me sick. So no matter if you're an arch rival in the game, matter if it's just, you know, your university that you support, but you never knew your team was this good, go watch it. Go ahead. It, yeah, it's going to be an hour of your time. Trust me. And if you don't like softball, whatever. But I'm proud of my softball team making it. I've watched these girls practice since uh, since January. I've worked a lot of hours in the event staff, preparing the field, doing everything I can get to get uh, that field ready and make and, you know put on performance because the reason why we didn't have the XF podcast this weekend is because Tallahassee was hosting the regional for baseball. Um, I'm very intri- very intrigued, I'm entwined, I'm in the you know dungeons of Florida State University sports athletics. So I've seen these girls, I've seen the men go out there every single day, bust their asses off to be really killed by a couple of fans because it's not you can watch something else on TV. Yeah, okay. Whatever. Uh, but congratulations to the women's softball team on making the trip. First time to the national championship game, so it's an achievement. Very proud of them. Um, uh, uh, Coach Lonnie, Coach Craig, Coach Johnson, great individuals. Uh, uh, they even gave me a $50 tip one day for being uh, a good employee uh, and keeping the field up. So I have a little bit of, you know, a fighting chance of the teams. But besides from that, um, it just – I just – when you when you, you see on Facebook, you see on Twitter, you see whatever – don't insult these players um, because of their gender, because it may not be the sports that you're into. Yeah, like I don't like watching soccer, the MLS. I'm not going to degrade the people of the MLS. I'm like, they're individuals, they're athletes, they're health athletes. I'm just not a big fan of soccer. I need to get into soccer, like in the World Cup. That's a completely different thing because that's one major event. It happens in three weeks and it's over. Because either because of that, the reason why I like watching the World Cup is that a week later, two weeks later, it's NFL preseason. And four weeks later of that, it's NFL football. Um, I can't wait. So, so once the World Cup gets here, that means football is just around the corner. Um, so, yeah. But besides the rant, I apologize, it went on, but you will get that much shorter. That This one's just off the top of my head. Uh, it's very, I had oh, to get it out. It was really bugging me. It was right in your backyard. <laughs> yeah. I can see very much that that was something that was very near and dear to your heart, man. So, 
Yeah, so you may get that each week, each every week, depending on what subject. Um, we could talk about LeBron James always complain about fouling, um, and it's was pretty much I basically. I actually agreed uh, with him in the last game. I actually well, the, agreed with him. There were some terrible calls that they were making, especially dog calls. I really have been feeling the Golden State has been getting a lot of nice treatment. LeBron <laughs> Clearly, you don't agree but, with me. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm actually rooting for the Cavs. I, I can't believe I'm saying it, but I'm actually rooting for the Cavs right now. Um, dun, dun, but dun. we discussed XFL stuff. We discussed AFF stuff. We started my rant of the week, and now we're going to get to the segment. We got 20 minutes left in the show. We're not going to take long. We may be shorter than that. Um, other news uh, in the world of sports. The NBA Finals, of course, uh, is the Golden State Warriors and the Cleveland Cavaliers. I still think Golden State wins in four because, you know, damn it, LeBron eliminated my Celtics over a lot of BS calls that went the Cavs away in game seven. And it was very evident that the NBA wanted the Cavs versus Golden State chapter four. Where haven't I heard that from before? Um, It's becoming to a point where we are playing 82 game seasons. We're playing four rounds of postseason to have the same damn finals um, each and every year. Um, I honestly, I just read this tweet and watch the, you know, YouTube highlights. I don't watch the entire NBA games. Um, I have no interest. I have no fan favorite in both teams. Um, yes, Steph Curry is awesome. Durant's awesome. Thompson's awesome. LeBron's awesome. Great athletes. But the J.R. Smith getting the rebound in a tie game and run the other side of the court has become a famous meme. They have him run into a liquor store stealing a bottle of Hennessy. They have him go into a NASCAR. <laughs> they have him run into a NASCAR track, jumping onto a car, then crashing it into a wall. They have him uh, going into the White House, taking off Trump, Donald Trump's toupee. It's become an international meme, and it's becoming hilarious. And when I saw that live, because I at that time I was like, oh, my baseball game's over. Let me watch the NBA. Turn it on NBA, and that's what happened. And I was looking at Jr. And I could see LeBron's reaction. I'm like, where in the hell is this guy's head at? And the sad thing is, this is not the first time he's done this. He did it four years ago when he played for the New York Knicks in a playoff game when they were trailing in a 3-1 series. And, man, they were down by two. Did the same thing, thinking that the game was tied. Panic, threw the ball. Carmel had to throw up the ball in the air, air ball. Game over, series over, 4-1 loss. So it's not the first time J.R. Smith has done this. And I just want to say thank you, J.R. You have become the official MVP of the NBA in memes this year. And uh, keep it up. But the NBA Finals, uh, it, they're pumping it up so much. They're trying to, right, as of right now, what I've seen is that the ratings of these, of these finals are not as high as last year, and that's hurting the NBA. Because there's another finals going on right now that is straight killing the ratings right now, and that's the Caps in Vegas. Uh, congratulations of your Washington Capitals making yep. it to the Stanley Cup Finals. And what did I say, sir, a couple of weeks ago when it was the Bruins and the Caps? And you stated to me the Capitals will never make it to the Eastern Finals. Well, sir, hey, man, you are two wins. You're two wins away. The same thing over and over. You're, I, you're, I didn't think they'd make it. The Chokadols. Yeah, no, that's exactly what I was calling them. I'm, I'm not going to sit here and say that I'm, you know, and then I wasn't mean about it. Yeah, I was. But hey, again, 13 years we've been waiting out for Alex Ovechkin to make it to the championship. It didn't look like it was ever going to change. But well, yeah, think no, of this. Take, take off the title of Chokadols. They've been playing think of, excellent. Yes, think of this. Think of the Red Sox and think of the Cubs fans over their long period of droughts of 86 years and 103 years. Generations came and gone without their teams winning a championship. Yeah, it's, it's been 13 years for the Washington Capitals, but you're two wins away of hosting up Lord Stanley's Cup, which is considered the <sighs> hardest championship to win in sports. Which huh. is very odd because I think I thought the Super Bowl was the hardest thing, but based on statistics, based on the teams, based on the players, it is harder to win the Stanley Cup in any in any sport. You know why? I, mm. Because there's a difference. There's the the over the overturn of champions. 
is a lot different than the NBA or the NFL. You have, you know, the Patriots, the Broncos, the, uh, you know, who the, the, Bron- the Broncos, the Packers, the Cowboys. You have a consistent, you know, group of teams that have won, you know, four titles, three titles. You know, in the NBA, you got Lakers, 16 titles, Celtics, 17 titles. In the NHL, yeah, you have the Montreal Canadiens who just dominated in the, you know, 50s and 40s. But lately, there's Islanders. really been – in the Islanders, there's really not been no dominant team in the last 10 years. Yeah, the, you know, the Lightning have gone to multiple, you know, finals and won one. You got, you know – Chicago? Chicago, Chicago, yeah, they won two. Uh, but they never won – there's not like the NBA where you got the same two teams in the Stanley Cup finals every freaking year like That's the NBA the does right now. The NBA. the NBA is always the same teams. Lakers, Celtics – uh, Spurs, right now, Golden State, Pistons. yeah, Spurs. Yeah, Pistons not as much. That's in so four. Um, but still, but I mean, but like, when the Pistons were good, up, they were there every year. There's a lot of they teams were in the like, finals. <laughs> yeah, they were. But then you got like you know like Orlando, the Wizards, Sacramento, who their their appearances in the NBA are few and far between, if any. Like, there's just not enough variety in the NBA. And I love the NBA. I watch the NBA. I'm watching the finals. I'm watching the cup. I'm watching everything. But I just can't help but sit there and think, man, how much better would the NBA be if you just had different teams all the time? Correct. But it, it's it not like so much better. No, it's not. That's like, that's like if, which is kind of odd, if we shifted Major League Baseball. Right now, you look at the Major League Baseball, the traditional powers of the American League, the Red Sox, the Indians, and the Yankees are in the top five, which usually the top five teams in each continent, in each league make the playoffs. And currently mm-hmm. in the National League, there are five different teams that haven't been there. You got the Braves. You got the Brewers. You got the – was it the Do- – not Dodgers. You have the uh, Braves, Brewers, Diamondbacks. Um, Nas- Nationals are a wild card. No, Astros are in American League, bro. They left. Oh, they yeah, you're right, like, right, right. I don't, like, I don't know why did. I thought that for a moment. I don't know why I oh, thought hey, that. As, as a Boston Red Sox fan, that's a person who watched two games of that series last this weekend between the Houston Rockets. Houston Rockets. <laughs> there I go again. The Houston Astros. I'm like, why are we playing this National League park? Then it dawns on me. It's like he's a moron there in the American League. They won the American League pennant last year. I'm like, oh. I still remember the, you know, the stinging bees down there. Bagwell and um, – Crap, what's the other guy's name? The three Bs. Yeah, Bagwell. Uh, oh, hmm. dude, you're talking about like 2002 when they were like yeah. really strong? Uh, yeah, Jeff Bagwell. I can't remember the other guys. Maybe Buff Bagwell they, was there. Um, they were, they're called the Killer Bs because they were three, the three Bs. And they, you know, that was the year that they made a run to the World Series but fell short. Um, yeah. In baseball, you have the traditional powers in the major league, but the reason why in baseball it's like that is because you have those three teams that always spend money. The Red Sox and Yankees and Indians are organizations that spend money, while the other organizations still spend money, but they don't spend as abruptly or as much to compete. But in Orioles. the NBA, it's like mm, yeah, the Orioles. Uh, that's uh, you're like thirty, you're thirty games behind first place, and that's you know that's hard at this point in the season. It seems like. It's um, still it's still okay. It's still okay. We still have a chance. You have 102 <laughs> games to catch up. <laughs> Put me in, coach. I know I can do it. A third of the season is already complete. <laughs> so, um, but basically, when you look at the NBA, what gets me irritated is yes, LeBron James is they're saying he's the goat. He's the greatest player of all time, and I'm the type of person that will hit the facts on you. Like LeBron James has a losing record in the NBA Finals. LeBron James has a LeBron James has more double-digit losses in the NBA Finals than any player that's considered the goat of their time. Uh, but people say, "Hell, he's the greatest of all time." He, uh, Jordan never lost in the NBA Finals. He never lost a game by 20 points in the NBA Finals. Um, so yeah, the uh, uh, when people say LeBron awesome. James is the goat, no, LeBron James is not the goat. LeBron James needed superstars to win. But people say, well, Jordan had superstars. I said, no, Jordan created my, uh, Scottie Pippen. Scottie Pippen was a nobody until Michael Jordan was there and made him somebody. LeBron James needed Dwayne Wade. LeBron James needed Chris Bosh when he was in Miami. LeBron James needed Kevin Love. Yes, LeBron James is a damn good player. But if you look in the NBA Finals right now, 
LeBron James is tired. The age is kicking in. The guy is busting his ass, dropping 40 each night, and his team is still losing by 20. The reason why the Celtics didn't beat him in Game 7 is because the Celtics' offense just disappeared. And when you disappear with a player like LeBron showing out, you're going to lose. But Cleveland, I know when people say, well, LeBron's a GOAT. Yeah, LeBron's a GOAT. If, if the Cleveland Cavaliers win this damn series, LeBron is in the conversation of one of the greatest players of all time, not the greatest player of all time. You have Bill Russell. You have Chamberlain. You have, uh, you have Bird. You have Magic. You have uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. You have Michael Jordan. You have so many other players in different generations that dominated the NBA at the time. Yes, LeBron James has been to eight straight NBA Finals. He lost to the Spurs. He lost to the Mavericks. He lost to Golden State twice. Well, no. Yeah, well, twice. And it's going to be third time tonight, this, this week. So, was he, three and five in the NBA Finals, and you consider him the GOAT? Well, when you, if you move to the NFL, people don't consider Tom Brady the GOAT. Why? He's five and he's five and three in the in the playoffs. Five and three in the Super Bowls. He has most of the records in the NFL, besides two that Peyton Manning has. But they consider Peyton Manning the goat when Peyton Manning's been to three Super Bowls and he is uh, two. Uh, correction, four Super Bowls and he's two and two. So I find it odd that you look at ESPN, you look at all the major sports networks, uh, the favoritism for LeBron that he's the goat, but yet you have a player at this time in another league like the NFL that's doing just what LeBron James is doing, and he gets no recognition for being the best, the greatest player of that generation. Yes, you, we can debate about this all night. You can debate about this this whole time. Um, I look at it this way. Damn it, guys. We have two great players. In 20 years, we'll look back and go, why did we not respect them playing right now? I can't stand LeBron James. I hate the dude. But damn it. I hated Michael Jordan when Michael Jordan was player because I was a Celtics fan. Michael Jordan killed my Celtics all the freaking time. By respect, I just like Jordan, so I enjoyed watching him. And I joked with my, <laughs> I joked with my buddy. It's like the reason why Michael Jordan is the goat is because him and Bugs Bunny beat the monsters, boy. That's the reason why he's the goat. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> Space Jam. So that's why. Um, but there is rumors of Space Jam too with LeBron James. But hey, if that if that helps him go to uh but this is what LeBron James needs to do. He needs to retire and go to minor league, uh, play two more years and retire again, then come back and get transferred to Washington Wizards. Then you'll have uh, the – and, of course, um, Space Jam. Then you'll become the GOAT. Um, but, yeah, besides from that, besides the, you know, Alex Ovechkin, of course, let's go to the Caps. One of the best hockey players of our time, especially the NHL. Uh, like Priest Bergeron in Boston, great player. Like uh, Yamir Yager. You had some dominant players in this generation that have never got to the pinnacle of hosting up a Lombardi, a Lombardi uh, Stanley Cup. Alexander Veskin is the same guy. He is the Peyton Manning of the NFL before Peyton Manning won the Super Bowl with the Colts in 2000. I want to say 11. Nah, he he won his first Super Bowl back in uh, – it was against the Chicago Bears. That was 06. So it was 06, okay. But he had yeah. like, what, 10 years before that where he got his team in the playoffs and just fell short all the time. But once he mm. won the championship, he was considered one of the best quarterbacks. That's like Ovechkin. I would have, I would have actually cap, put him would've... in the Dan Marino category. Yeah, they, yeah, that's, 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 that's – yeah. well, right now Ovechkin is in the Dan Marino category. But once Ovechkin wins the Stanley Cup – uh, for the first time, he'll be entering into the Peyton Manning category where he finally yeah. won a championship. Um, but Alexander Veskin is a hell of a player. Like, when I watch you guys play the, uh, the Lightning, and you guys, I was watching game seven, and I, and I was sick as hell. And I was like, you know, I was like, come on, let's do this, Lightning. Let's, come on, let's do this, Caps. Eliminate the damn Lightning. Who screwed us in game four of the NHL Eastern Conference semifinals? which made game five useless. Uh, I still feel it that way. So anyways, but I'll, within 17, seven seconds, he hit the one shot in the back up top corner of the net goal. And I'm like, Oop. yep, it's it. This is, this is, this is the year nails him. Like, okay, Tampa, you guys can roll out. You guys are going to get ousted in this game. And it was a complete blowout in game seven against the national, uh, against the lightning. And I know you were excited because your roommate is a diehard lightning fan. And now he has to suffer while you watch your Caps, who are two wins away, that I may add, 
from winning the Stanley Cup. Yeah, he hasn't uh, taken it that well. Uh, he tries to act like it really doesn't mean a whole lot, but uh, I'm I'm the one putting on the hockey games now, and he's the hockey fanatic. So that tells you something right there, that he's not reaching to turn on the computer to watch the game. <laughs> I'm enjoying it, though. Just two more games, and the curse will be over, and we'll be looking right at you, Redskins, with your new D-line, new running back, new receivers. You guys now are to be the next team to push it to a championship because the Nats are doing all right. Caps, obviously, are doing just great. Wizards yep. could be regressing a bit. And then we got the Redskins, who may, it's a pretty much a make-or-break season for uh, for Jay Gruden. But, yes, the whole point being is the D.C. curse of championships. Having won a damn MLS, D.C. United, people never want to give them credit. But, unfortunately, they're just not popular enough around here to lift that curse. So they've kind of been very underappreciated, but I appreciate them, and I'll be there at the new stadium. Mm-hmm. Uh, I am very, very psyched. I'm definitely going to have that game on. I'm ready to bury Las Vegas because, hey, Vegas, you did great. You're an expansion team. You deserved everything that you got because you guys overachieved. But guess what? We've been waiting forever, like 40 years for an NHL championship. So Capitals deserve it much more. I've never been a huge diehard hockey guy, but uh, I'm very excited. I'm paying close attention. And, uh, man, I guess this makes me sound like a bandwagoner. I don't mean to be. But, uh, yeah, I guess I'll be paying a hell of a lot more attention to the Caps, you know, once they do this. Because I paid a lot more when Ovechkin first got around and then year after year after year after year of failing in the playoffs just it turned me off to them because I could never trust them but now the DC curse is about to be lifted oh I just pray that we don't screw this up (laughs) once again I just pray we don't screw it up but yes I'm excited I'm happy I'm ecstatic so is the rest of DC let's go caps C-A-P-S caps 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 well, ah. let me tell you this. In a lonely fall night in October of 2004, Game 3 of the American – no, correction. Game 4 of the American League Division Series, my Boston Red Sox trailed our arch rivals, the New York Yankees, three games and none. And we just came mm. off again. Our asses kicked by the Yankees like 19-6. to six. Um, A hero named David Ortiz had a game-winning home run to win Game 4. Forced to Game 5. Ortiz hit another shot in center field, little blooper, Damon scores, and the Red Sox win it. I'm just saying this. The history of the Caps, you know, when not winning championships, can't be broken. For the Red Sox, 86 years, was washed away with David Ortiz's bat. The Caps, in my opinion, have a weapon, have a stick from Alexander Ovechkin, who's been there, who's done it, who's tried to get there. And he's two wins away. I think the Caps win tonight. Take 3-1 series lead. They go back to Vegas. Vegas wins game five. They come back to the Caps and they win game six and host up the trophy in Washington. Besides from that, that's why I have the rest I have to say. Go follow us at XF Podcast. Uh, my name is Jay Dash, of course. But uh, you exit. You can let us exit out the show, sir, because it's your night. It's the Caps night. And let's end the show on right. All right, all right, all right. As always, guys, it is a pleasure. I guess we'll be catching you on the flip side. Let's go, Caps. Hopefully we got a 3-1 advantage. Until next time, guys, make sure to follow us at XF Podcast at Wrestling Movie G. And we'll be around hopefully this Thursday with some more WWE updates. For us here at XF Podcast and for you. The fans, thank you for downloading us. Remember, follow us on iTunes and any podcast network. I'm Jay Dash. That's the wrestling movie guy. I got some softball to get watching, and he has some caps to get watching. Enjoy the rest of your night. Thank you. We're back. We'll see you next. We'll see you Thursday, possibly. I'm Jay Dash. That's the wrestling movie guy. We're out of here. Been an hour. We're tired of you. Get the hell out of here. Peace. Peace. Oh. I'm touching myself tonight. Oh, yeah.
here at News Center 4. I'm Ron Burgundy. You stay classy, San Diego.